Shanice Fleming, also known as Queen's Cut Flowers, last year had a CSA of flowers. And the way to describe it is all of these well-known flowers mixed with the lesser utilized flowers, like, or not flowers, like mint and um, milkweed and Getting one of these bouquets was like an all-sensory experience. I'm joined by Shanice Fleming. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you for having me. Is that somewhat of a description how you see your bouquets? Yes. So for me, what was unique about discovering your work is that you utilize all of the different beautiful plants and... I just don't see that enough. And you just have this creativity that I think is really lovely. How did you discover your love for farming and flowers? Well, initially when I had started farming, my intention was to go into it uh, wanting to grow food because uh, I was a chef for most of my life and um, I was burnt out. And I had decided that I was going to be able to provide food in a more direct way to people who wouldn't necessarily pay $70 for a plate of radishes, you know. So I had farmed seasonally for like the past like four or five years. Um, and then like my first farming job, I had worked at this place in New Lebanon Springs called Laughing Earth and they grew flowers. And um, in my first week working there, I had worked with Ellen, who is one of the farmers there. It's Mike and Ellen. They're like a really beautiful couple. Um, and I had started to help Ellen with harvesting flowers. And I just had this moment where I was like, I love this and this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I really felt a calling when I was like in the field and just like surfing through six foot tall sunflowers and cutting. What inspired you to use the more unconventional plants in your bouquet? Well, to be really honest, that wasn't a part of my plan in my head. But as like a landless farmer, I used what was available to me um, in Second Street Farm. So I had starts that I had started in the house, like seedling starts. And Dara grew vegetables and, 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 and also herbs and Second Street Farm. And I would also just like cut things in like public spaces. Um, so like if like the bok choy went to flower or like, you know, the uh, rhubarb uh, had like, it makes like, like this weird flower on it or just cutting mint. And just working with like shapes and sizes and figuring that out with uh, more traditional things that people are more familiar with. You mentioned being a landless farmer. What are some of the obstacles that you've come across and how have you navigated that? I think the biggest obstacle that I've come across is just really figuring out how to acquire land as somebody who doesn't come from wealth. Or as somebody who, like, doesn't have a 3,000 credit score, right? Like, it's really hard to obtain all of these things 
when you just haven't been placed in that. I mean, you speak to a lot of farmers and a lot of them either come from wealth or, you know, they're married and like they have good credit and then they, you know, they, they take out a, a loan and um, those just weren't options for me. But currently I work something out with a friend of mine in Spiegeltown and I have like almost a fourth of an acre to grow on. So um, that's, that's where I'm growing at now. And in the long term, I would love to have, you know, a three, a three acre operation of cut flowers and be able to like facilitate space for black and brown folks and everyone in between. Um, but for right now, this is like where I'm at with things, you know? So, yeah. So these systems, these barriers, there are lots of people who face these obstacles and it sounds like your way through it was connections. Is that the only way to navigate these pretty unjust systems that we have? I don't think that that's the only way, but that's the way that has worked for me. A lot of the things that I have gone through, it feels like it's it's hard. Um but a lot of it is, it feels like chance. But like when I really think about it and I really sit there and I, I look at the situation, it's from me just like knowing people or having friends that are willing to help and are in place in their life where they can help, you know. Um, I've reached out to so many entities and like people and I've kept hitting walls where it was like, well you know, you could take out a loan, but it's like, well, the bank won't give me a loan. And like, it's it's this whole like round circle where, you know, um, honestly, like at this point, I'm looking to like re-enroll into school to like, you know, be able to have a job that like will pay me enough money so I can build my credit, so I can take all of these extra steps. And unfortunately, like that's just how things have been working out for me and yeah so now you have a little bit of land yeah and you are planning on doing the CSA again this year what else do you foresee for this year as we're heading closer to growing season well this year I will definitely have a larger variety of flowers just because I have more space also like bulbs have entered the chat like I have bulbs now so I'm just really excited to have all of the things that I had wanted to have that first year of me being in business. I hope that the flowering bok choy and the mint will continue to be a part of the bouquets. Yeah, there's a lot of like forested um, land there. So I'm just gonna cut whatever looks good. That's always like what I do if I like see something and I know it could hold up in water, I'll cut it like no matter what it is, or if it's considered a weed or, you know, the bouquets, we've described it, but to see the bouquet is something spectacular. How can listeners see your work? Um, they could see my work by going on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is queens with a Z, X, cut, X, flowers. And we will put that in the description <laughs> to this segment. <laughs> yeah. So what would you like to see different so that... Um, you've talked about the difficulties of being a, a BIPOC farmer. What would what should change in our systems? I mean, <laughs> I guess capitalism as a whole. I don't know. Um, I think 
it's really just like land access. You know, if you really sit there and you really look into it and you see like who is actually getting these grants, who are getting these loans, like oftentimes I feel like when I reach out to entities that are supposed to be like supporting um, BioPoc people, they're overwhelmed, right? They're flooded because, you know, where where else are we turning to? So the changes I would like to see is just more land availability. Shanice Fleming from Queens Cut Flowers. It's been wonderful to have you on Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I wonder if to end your your love for for flowers and, and gardening and food is so apparent. I wonder if we could just close our eyes and think about like, what is it for you? What is that connection? Can you describe being in the in a garden, in a farm? And what is that connection, that feeling that you have in that space? On a good day, it's like a feeling of safety and security and having the sun on me and being really proud of my work and feeling like I'm doing the right thing and like feeling like the earth is receiving me. Thank you so much. You're welcome.